The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash centralpa sportsmed to learn more. Welcome to this glorious week eight, the midway point of the entire high school football season. For us mid-pen watchers, it's all about a couple of matchups that dot the week eight schedule. And my colleague, Mr. Dan Sostick, and I are going to break down the biggest and baddest of them all right here on PA High School Football Report podcast. All right, Dan, how you doing, sir? Uh, you know, doing pretty well, pretty well. Uh, enjoying uh, the, this weird weather where it's 70 degrees when you uh, when you go and get your lunch and then feels like dead of winter by 9 p.m. So, yeah, I've noticed it seems like the I don't know how this is possible, but it seems like the seasons get shorter. Yeah. And the switch to the next season is drastically faster. In other words, you go from 90 degrees to 40. Yeah. It's basically just summer and winter at this point with like two two week intervals. And our first big snowfall will be 24 hours after it's 75 degrees sometime in november you're never never ready for it ever they all of a sudden someone at the the sheets or whatever tells you it's gonna snow tomorrow you're like oh no you get all every bit of information you get at sheets is all credible by the way yep yep that's how that's how (laughs) i uh, determine everything i do in my life just whatever the sheets cash uh cashier tells me that's exactly right that's good uh that's good plan of attack all right i have to ask you because i know you can't take your eyes off the recent carnage uh, Kenny Pickett and those oh so fragile Steelers. Your thoughts? Yeah, well, um, I think you're. Mis- I'm not a Steelers fan. I'm a I'm a New England Patriots fan. But I oh. I am I am a Pitt alum, and so I was watching that game with uh, very closely. And you know, first first Buffalo Bills possession, 99 yard touchdown. Not a good start for uh, the yeah. intrepid rookie. And then the ensuing kickoff, the Steelers fumble the ball and give the best offense of the NFL the ball at the 30. So uh, rookie coming in down 10, nothing, probably not going to go too well in uh, orchard park, but uh, yeah, I thought he looked okay. I thought it was a, he threw for uh, 300 yards. I mean, I've always kind of said, you you know, those, those type of older quarterbacks, you kind of know what you're getting with them. So yeah, uh, it's now just, can they protect them? And I'll be watching those games out of the corner of my eye as I watch um, the Patriots uh, not know what to do without Tom Brady for another. Year. <laughs> All right, Dan. So let's uh, let's jump right in here. We are going to focus the next twenty minutes or so on State College and the Little Lions' visit to Severance Field Saturday, one p.m. showdown with host Harrisburg. Uh, both are obviously inside the latest uh, edition of the state rankings in Class Six A. Uh, the Lions, of course, are undefeated at seven and zero, and both defenses have been really, really good through the first seven weeks of the season. So what we thought we would do is hitch our wagons to one side and debate basically the merits of each team uh, through a couple of categories. And um, we're going to start here with QB play in a minute. We'll talk history a little bit, Uh, some recent history. We don't go back too far because obviously what happened in 2008, if they wound up playing, really has no bearing (laughs) on what's going on now. Uh, Some big play potential. I think there's a lot of that. Yeah, uh, it's going to be on the field on Saturday. Uh, personnel matters, and of course, the it factor 
maybe one thing that can uh, can drive one team to a victory here. Uh, obviously, it's a it's it's probably a more important win for Harrisburg. I think moving into the playoffs. But uh, of course, State College wants all that steam to go into the District Six playoffs as well. And of course, if they get this win, uh, it pretty much wraps up the Commonwealth Division, in my opinion. Um, but we'll look at those things. So let's start off with QB play. Um, but obviously, Dan will be representing the Harrisburg Cougars today, yeah. and I will be representing State College Little Line. So we will start with the Cougars. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah, I mean, this was a position that I think we not we didn't have questions as to you know how talented Sean Lee Jr. is. Um, we did have questions as to where he was in his development, I think, coming into this season. And I, so far this year, I think he has done everything in his power pretty much to answer those questions. He's been as dynamic as anyone, as people have expected as a runner. You know, if he gets a corner on you, he's he's gone. He's he's uh, He had 26-yard touchdown this uh, past week against, against CDs. But he's been much more impressive as a passer than um, – uh, then uh, I think even we might have expected. I think he's willing to kind of take the you know the six yard routes. That's why Amir Granberry's become his kind of go to guy. His willingness to not force things. He did throw one pick against CDs, but that was pretty pretty spotless. He throws a good ball. Um, I think he's really stabilized that position. And I know I've talked with um, we've kind of talked among Penn Live people that he's going to be a guy that in a year or two is going to be. You know, when Stone Saunders and Alex Irby are out graduated, he's going to be a guy that not only is, you know, vying for that top spot on the Penn Live All-Star teams at the end of the year because um, he's just a sophomore. He's going to be a guy that could very well be vying for player of the year candidates by the time, um, by the time he's a senior. They've really got something with him. He still has some room to grow, but um, the dynamism he adds to, to that team where they don't just have to run the ball every play is, is pretty big, I think, for them. Yeah, if you remember too, Dan, you know, we we pretty much walked into camp thinking it was it was a, you know, they were going to have a competition. Obviously, it's a guy Curry Lewis was in the mix, played some quarterback for him last year. And so we weren't really sure how that was going to shake out and pretty much by I don't know, maybe the second or third day, yeah. uh, you know, who when we had talked to Calvin Everett that that was, you know, uh Sean Lee was was locked in and you you're right. You could see just the pure athleticism the kid is one thing. But I kind of look at him now because you're starting to see the passing numbers come around too. And, and granted, you know, there's a difference between pinpoint, you know, throwing a 20 yard out and maybe flipping to the flank to Kyle, you know, yeah. Kyle Williams, who, who zigzags across the field. But still, when you start to see those numbers being generated, um, I always I always think back to Ben Dupree, who was one of the most electrifying players I've ever seen uh, in high school. Mm -hmm. uh, went on to an unbelievable career at the Citadel, but he was a smaller and, and no one gave him credit for being a great passer because he was so dynamic with his legs. Mm -hmm. um, but by his senior year, I mean, he was throwing dimes 40, 50 yards down the field. Yep. Uh, people started to see it. I think you're going to see that with, with, with Sean Lee Jr. as well. Um, and you're right. There's a lot of room for improvement there, but uh, so far I, I think he's, I think he's gone above the, and beyond expectations, uh, even for Harry, even in Harrisburg's camp, yeah, uh, so far this season. So I'm going to flip over to State College. You know, it's not. This is this is kind of strange because normally when you do a two pronged attack, a quarterback, you've got a runner, a stronger runner, and a stronger passer. 
That's not really the case here no. uh, with Matt Lint- Matt uh, Lintal's two prong attack here. Senior Finn Fermanek uh, and Owen Yurka, who's a junior, they kind of bring the same mindset and toughness and IQ to the field. That's why they've been so interchangeable. And for those two guys, I think they're right around the same. Uh, I think Fermanek might have a little better passing percentage, completion percentage. Um, but Yurka is a big play guy no matter where you line him up. Uh, he's made dynamic plays as a wide out. They put him in the slot. He can play. He can. He's big enough to play the H back position if they wanted to do that. So these two guys have been really good orchestrating this offense. And of course, you know we'll talk about this this offensive line in a little bit. But I like this matchup where you've got basically three athletes at the QB position here. Um, so it's going to be a fun game to watch all to watch all three of these guys operate against attacking really pressing defenses because that's that could be the hallmark of this game that could be you know sort of the the catch point so uh i'm looking forward to seeing that all right let's switch over to big play potential uh dan we'll start with you and and the cougars yeah i mean i think we all know where we're going here it's kyle uh no no sort of a grand reveal there the I mean, he's just been so much fun to watch this year. I've covered three Harrisburg games each game. He's done something that makes you kind of go, yeah, that's why he's going to be playing at Temple next year. Yeah. it's And what, what I think so impressive about the kid is it's not necessarily like a 4-3, 4-4 speed, or it's not these incredible, like, complicated, um, complex moves. He changes direction so quickly from point A to point B. He's yep. so smooth. That like most of these defensive backs, linebackers, they just can't handle it. Like he will be going to the left and quickly decide I'm going to go right. And by the time he's already running right, the defensive back is still running where he thought he was. It just he makes people look silly. Um, and they found very creative ways to get him the ball. So he's he's obviously the big guy in term in in that. But um. Just keep your eye out for uh, Elias Koch. Uh, he had one of his biggest catches of the year uh, this past game, 46-yard touchdown pass. The freshman, he's a big freshman wide receiver who really impressed in the offseason. And you know a lot of those freshmen, they start coming around. like They start making an impact towards the end of the year when they really start to understand the playbook. So I wouldn't be surprised if we if we see you know uh, the Cougars try to get um, Elias Coke the ball and see if he can um, get something going downfield. Yeah, Coke has showed up in the box score the last three weeks. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, so you're right. He's on. He's on the rise. He's starting to feel good about you know being being used in the offense more. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of athletes for the ball to go around and that for the Harrisburg. So uh, we'll see how they does. I'm gonna you know obviously we've seen what Deontay Sheffy uh, can do. Um, he, he's now on everybody's radar as a freshman running back. Uh, but to me, the biggest home run threat here that Harrisburg has to worry about is Deontay Nastasi. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you have, you really have to account for this, for this guy. I know it won't be easy for Nastasi. Obviously Harrisburg's defense, one of their strengths. I mean, well, their strengths are pretty much all 11 guys, but is their secondary fast, quick. They got really sticky hands. Um, so it's going to be tough. But we all know that Lintal is going to try to find multiple ways to get Nastasi the ball. Uh, he's done it as a wideout. He's done it as a running back. Um, right now he's hitting 14 yards per catch, but obviously he can go up top. He's got the speed. 
and he can hit on sweeps too. So I think Nastasi is an important figure for uh, for State College uh, in this offensive game plan. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But he, Sheffy's a guy that's obviously going to get every opportunity to to make uh, to make some hay here. But man, is it tough to run against that Harrisburg Cougars front? Yeah, they just they just nothing comes easy when it comes to those guys. So that's what you have to look out for. Uh, yeah, I don't have so, I don't have the stats in front of me, but I believe CDs last. Uh, actually, I do have the stats in front of me. Last week, CD East ran for a total of nine rushing yards against uh, yeah. against Harrisburg. So it's I, I granted state colleges and CDs, but nine is nine. <laughs> That's still nine is nine exactly. All right, Dan, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll get to some of the other personnel between State College and Harrisburg. This is the PA High School Football Report podcast. The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash centralpasportsmed to learn more. All right, welcome back to the PA High School Football Report podcast. Eric Epler alongside Dan Sostek from Live, And we are talking Harrisburg v. State College Saturday afternoon. 1 p.m. at Severance Field. We are breaking down each side, talking a little bit about we've we've already gone over some quarterback play. Uh, we've talked a little bit about the big play potential of both sides. Now we're going to look at some other key personnel that we think. We'll start with the Cougars and Dan Sostic. Yeah, I mean, Harrisburg isn't the biggest roster in the 6A or mid-pen, but what, pretty much everyone on that roster is a not only a playable but a plus a plus guy. So I think when we talk personnel, it's kind of weird to say a team that is a smaller roster has a ton of depth, but boy, do they have some depth. I mean, I, the line, I think the offensive line was probably the biggest question coming into this year. And granted, you know, uh, the level of competition that my, at Mannheim's probably the toughest team they played so far this year, but they played Cumberland Valley. They played some good, you know, good defensive fronts. They've really held up there with um, the freshman, Kevin Brown, I think being a, real early standout. Um, then you got defensive backs like Amir Jones, Kymir Williams, and obviously Terrell Reynolds just wreaking have it. I didn't even see Micah Chambers out there last week and doesn't even matter. And now they're starting to get impacts from Raytel Bryant uh, with a pick this past week. Um, uh, McMillan had a pick as well. They just have so many guys that can go out there. And that's big, you know, especially in a game like this where I think it's going to be a grindy game where you're going to need kind of other guys to step up when guys are out getting water. Um, you know, it's an afternoon game. We don't know how hot it's going to be as we were talking about the weather. Um, but uh, I, th- I really think that this is in terms of their depth, it's hard to, hard to really find any holes now that we've seen that offensive line stabilize. Yeah. It's not, I mean, it's not quite the same scale, but you're right. Their depth is a lot better than we anticipated. I think a lot of guys stepped up bigger quicker uh mm-hmm. than we even anticipated and maybe even calvin ever anticipated too yeah. but you're right they are a lot they are a lot deeper um uh, obviously state college yeah massive roster um it's a tremendous mix to me i see a tremendous mix of upperclassmen obviously senior dominated i think 10 seniors are back who started either one way or both ways probably eight of those 10 are, are two-way guys so that's a huge advantage. Uh, Yurka, we talked about a little bit earlier, is part of a smaller junior class. 
uh, at least for players that made an impact last season. And then you talk about some sophomores. Uh, Michael Gall, the linebacker, has been tremendous in the middle. Ty Salazar is a guy that we we routinely put in the box score, keeps showing up um, as a wide out. He's been doing really good things. And then, of course, you got Sheffy, the freshman. So it's a really nice mix of guys that are making an impact for for, uh, for State College. Sheffy, by the way, is closing in on 1,000 yards. I think he's about a buck 40 short right now. He's running 8.4 yards a clip. Uh, and against that schedule, you know, obviously not just the Commonwealth schedule, but who they played outside the Downingtown East and such, uh, that's doing work at 8.4 yards a carry. So um, that's been terrific. So he's certainly a big asset for them. And also this offensive line, you know, we we do talk about Michael and Thomas Dincher uh, a lot, and rightly so. Uh, but there's some other guys, too, I'll mention here um, down the road uh, that really make that offense sort of go. It it hasn't been, you know, it hasn't been all clean. You know what I mean? It hasn't been all easy. Um but when it's when it's running efficiently, it's pretty impressive yep. for them. So, all right, Dan, let's turn over our attention down the home stretch here to history. I'm just going to go over a couple the last couple of years. Obviously, it was fun in 2020. Harrisburg did or uh, State College did Harrisburg a favor in the COVID year when there was just chaos going. State College had pretty much wrapped up the season, and then Harrisburg, uh, who somehow lost Altoona the week before yeah. and needed to get basically a sixth game to qualify uh, for the district playoffs. And State College like, yeah, yeah, we'll play you. So they went up and, you know, basically handed a victory to, to Harrisburg. Harrisburg got in. But as they basically, you know, three hours after the win against State College in 2019 or 2020, which was, I believe it was 41-6, uh, Lintel was trying out every, you know, every freshman and sophomore he could put him on the field and get him, get them some work. But uh, three hours later, after the bus ride home, Harrisburg came down with a COVID, um, a positive COVID test. Yeah. One of the players and they'd never, they'd obviously never made it to the playoffs uh, because of it. But uh, that was 2020. Uh, last year, 20 or uh, 2021, obviously they played twice. State College, of course, avenged a regular season loss. Uh, regular season game was 15, 13. So I you know, at- both defenses were doing it. You were there. Yeah. And then of course uh, the state quarterfinal game, they met again and state college won 16, 13. <laughs> so that's how tight, uh, these teams have been, um, recently. And, um, I, I can't expect either one of these sides to run away from the other, uh, just because of that, those defenses. Um, so I, I, I would highly expect some, somewhere in that, if it gets out of hand, it may be seven to 10 points. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, what, what, what's your take? Well, first off, I think that COVID year points are really, really important when looking at this matchup. Cause I think that when you talk with Cal Everett and you talk with people around the Harrisburg program, um, I was talking to people in the press box, there is so much respect for Matt Lintel and uh, how state college runs that program and the program they have. I think this is a, this isn't like a bad blood rivalry. This is a, Right. This is a this is another good program that we get to play every year rivalry, and I think they really appreciate that. And I, I mean, if you talk about the game last year where um, Harrisburg won fifteen thirteen, they win fifteen thirteen because they stop a two point conversion with six seconds to go to to win the game with uh, State College's backup quarterback in there. So 
and then obviously lose a close heartbreaker in the playoffs. I, I'm actually, I, the only reason I'm kind of leaning towards maybe a bigger margin is I think Harrisburg is going to be playing with some fire. Like I, I understand that doesn't, that doesn't always turn into a double digit win or something like that. And Cal Everett, he downplayed it when he talked to me after the game. He said, just another game, just another game. You talk to the players on the team, you saw how they break down that huddle. It is not just another game. They are fired up for this game. I think they're really, I think they thought they could have won a state title last year. I think they would have, I think they believed they had a much better shot at giving Mount Lebanon a competitive game the next week than State College did. And I think they felt like they missed an opportunity. So I think that recent history, I think I'm glad we did this this uh, category because I think it's really important for uh, this coming game. It could also put some pressure on them too, but I think it's going to bring some really focused football from Harrisburg. Well, we've seen time and time again, and we see a lot basically on the on the basketball court more than anywhere that I've seen it. When you get these, when you get two teams that basically have the same quote unquote type of athlete, quality of athlete, the game, the game itself, the quality of football doesn't live up to the hype. It it could get messy. There could be multiple turnovers and this and that. I don't think the weather is going to be a factor, but it just, sometimes it just doesn't. It will feel like it was a a torrential downpour, even though it was. Yeah. It just feels like a tug of war and you're just like, all right, somebody do something now. And you, I mean, you realize the more you see it, the more you realize this, man, this is like two teams just, you know, like two gladiators going at it. But, uh, but yeah, I, I just think it's going to be very, very close. I think it's going to come down to the wire, but, uh, but maybe the, maybe our final category, the it factor uh, will, will sway uh, some of our listeners. So Dan, it factor is our last category. You're up. Yeah. My it factor is kind of what I was talking about earlier, which is, you know, that level of motivation for Harrisburg, that, that, bad taste in their mouth that I'm sure has lasted all off season that um, I, I mean, I really, I, I really don't think we can express enough how much they were, you know, peeved by for lack of, for to put it nicely peeved that they lost the state college and the state playoffs. I think that they felt both games, they didn't play up to their potential. We get it. It's a different roster, um, you know, for both teams. Um, But I'm just interested to see how much, fire they come out with and sometimes like i said sometimes fire can bite you in the butt a little bit sometimes it right. leads to penalties sometimes it leads to you know dropping passes because you're thinking too much about it uh, and we've seen harrisburg kind of have trouble with penalties sometimes have trouble kind of being overly aggressive but if if that aggression is kind of harnessed if that motivation is kind of harnessed they've got talent that i think that they can you know avenge that loss and pick up what as you said probably their biggest win of the season. You could argue be Cumberland, Cumberland Valley win was still a bigger one, but um, I think that this, given what happened last year, would be the biggest win Harrisburg will have a chance to have till, you know, district playoffs. For me, the it factor here is the challenge facing the State College offensive line. Yeah. That, to me, says everything about who's going to win this ballgame. I mentioned earlier the names Michael Dencher, Thomas Dencher, both right around 300-pound guys with wheels. But there are other guys up front, too, that don't get the press and are just as just as qualified to be in that mix of guys you want to mention and play tremendous. John Brighton's one of them. Uh, I know we, 
We talked before preseason about Sam Mayer. Center, of course, Logan Melito has been really, really good all season. And then, of course, some of those guys turn around on the defensive front, too, which is going to be an important part of this game. Um, but, yeah, I look at this offensive line, and I, I, I can just hear a coach challenging these guys uh, this week to come into Severance. Not an easy place to come into on a Saturday. It's a lengthy bus trip. Um, but just to get off the bus and, and kind of rise to this challenge, it's going to be tough. No matter how you, no matter how you cut this down or how you, you know, you weigh the options of which quarterback, this and that, it's going to be a tremendous football game. We believe. Uh, so if you get a chance to get out to Severance Field Saturday, go buy a ticket. It's pretty cheap. They got good eats there too. Um, uh, yeah. So we will see you there. So that's that'll do it for this edition of PA High School Football Podcast. Uh, thanks to Dan Sostick. I know we're on the road here Friday coming up. Uh, got a full slate of games in week eight. Uh, you can check out the podcast, uh, all of our archive shows there on Spotify, Acast, and of course, Apple Podcasts. And just check Penn Live all week long for previews. Picks come out Thursday morning. And uh, we'll see you next week. The UPMC sports medicine experts in Central PA are here to help keep you in the game and improve your quality of life, no matter your age or activity level. Visit upmc.com slash Central PA Sports Med to learn more.